rocksection86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. Welcome to another episode of The Song Inside and Out, and we have a very special guest with us this evening. Um, I've been trying to get him on the show for a long time, and uh, on IBWIP, and this is, what better time to get him on than uh, on the third episode of The Song. Welcome to the show, Lou Shields. Lou, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a bunch. We, uh, I think we talked about two years ago at, at uh, Moonrunners, and uh, we, we were going to schedule something, and then just <laughs> you were either in Europe or uh, on a tours and stuff, So, but we finally got you on the show, and I, I'm, I'm very grateful to have you on. Cool. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you. Well, let's, let's start off. Uh, you know, Normally on this show, we talk about a specific song, and we're going to talk about uh, your song, Grateful, but I wanted to get a couple questions out, just general ones, and then we can go into it. So when did you start uh, getting into uh, your love for the blues music? Oh, I'd say, you know, I was probably in high school. Um, I might go further than that, but I didn't know what it was until I started actually researching things, you know, that clued me in on that and, you know, getting uh, Muddy Waters cassette tapes and stuff like that kind of, you know, started to understand what, you know, Chicago blues was and, and then eventually researching into um, some of the older stuff and, you know, heavily influenced by, which is like country blues and Delta, stuff like that, you know. So at a young age, you know, uh, being uh, into kind of a, a genre that probably, you know, most high school guys weren't necessarily listening to, um, what kind of brought you to it? It was just, how did you find out about uh, the blues music? Well, I think, um, like, uh, through listening to music that was rooted in that, you know, genre, you know, obviously Led Zeppelin and, and, and uh, Jimi Hendrix and things like that, but, uh, but I was even into, like, some Beatles songs. I was trying to figure out what the sounds were, and I would go to try to figure out the tones that some of those guys were recording with, and it turns out that they were basically emulating what, what was recorded in early electric era blues, you know, and, sure. and, and then... That, that kind of feeling, that, that raw edge emotion that was always kind of transferred, you know, I kept going further back than that. And, and so um, that's kind of what, what would have led me into continuing further back, especially after listening to such crummy music that was, you know, right. on the radio and still is today. Sure. <laughs> and I kept trying to go for something a little more pure. You know? Definitely. And when did you start yeah. incorporating actually playing it and playing guitar? Um, well, I started playing guitar when I was really young, just messing around, and then eventually one finger techniques uh, in, throughout high school. And once I actually had this nasty accident uh, with my fingers, actually chopping some of them off, oh. like uh, when I was about 18, that's when I suddenly took it seriously. I was like, man, maybe I should actually burn, because I almost got to a point where I could never play. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? And that was a huge turning point you know, in my life where where I started taking everything seriously, you know, at that point. So right around that age was when I really got, you know, sat, sat down and said, i got to learn this stuff because I almost lost it, you know. Now, at the time, I mean, did you, I mean, was it one of those things where you were you were teaching yourself and doing research, or did you have people that that were into that style of guitar that were, were showing you how to do it? 
yeah, for a long time, it was just listening and then began to research. Um, and at that time, you just had to go to the library and get books and things like that, you know, and, and uh, whatever video might come up or, or, you know, things like that. It was pre-internet, obviously, so sure. there <laughs> no, wasn't a lot of no, like, you... tabs you could download because it wasn't right. there. Um, but then eventually finding, you know, books that, that had that kind of information in them and, and going to, like, Tower Records into the specialty aisle and paying 25 bucks for, you know, Robert Johnson or Blend on a Jefferson CD at the time, you know, <laughs> and and things like that were, were going on. Uh, then eventually I did start to get lessons, and, you know, at the time all the guitar teachers that I could find were shredders, which was, like, late 80s metal sure. style. I did not want to learn that, so I went through a lot of people that, you know, basically could get me to open chord, and then they would start trying to tap, all that kind of stuff, you know, on the fretboard. So I finally did get a teacher that, that kind of was into it, and he, he helped me out, in, at least in pointing me in the direction of where to look to learn that stuff, you know. Yeah, there there definitely was no YouTube videos to be able to to watch. No, no. But once that came, you know, once the Internet came and YouTube and all that kind of stuff, it, it just got so much easier because you could actually see people playing you know I, w- I would go to blues clubs and stuff once i got of age and you know watch these people play and see their fingers and, and you know try to understand and remember for when i got home <laughs> sometimes you when you did that it would make sense you know and, and so it was it was a lot of watching and, and learning and listening and then and eventually once you know the internet came around suddenly there was all this crazy amounts of tablature that was inaccurate or accurate depending <laughs> on which one you downloaded right <laughs> you know so yeah you know, you're a professor of art, uh, you're, you're an artist, you're a musician, uh, you're an avid skater, um, and you also are touring all the time playing music. How do you yeah. balance all this, all these activities and hobbies and professional life? It's hard, you know, it's, it's a lot of stuff. I, I, I have this problem where I'll, in, in my past, you know, I would get just totally obsessed with one thing, like, you know, for years it was guitar, for years it was skateboarding or art or whatever it was, and and then I got to a point where when I was 30, I realized I wanted to try to do a little bit of everything, you know, and and so for the last many years I've been um, trying to learn how to do that, because that's that's actually really hard to you know, to to balance all those things. Um, And obviously right now I'm, I'm touring so much, so some things are going, you know, but, but depending on physically whether or not it's possible, like skateboarding, well, I was in Europe for a month and, and boo on that, right, of course, but, uh, <laughs> and I wasn't really able to skate much, and, and so now I'm like, I gotta catch up on that, and, you know, but, but I did get to catch up on art a lot, because I had a sketchbook, and there was downtime, so I actually was able to do a lot of art while I was over there, too, as, as well as play music, and so it, it's kind of, uh, you know, if you don't get it this month, then the next month you gotta catch it, you know, and sure. keep working. At, at, at trying to, you know, because I, I love to do a lot of those things and, and get a lot of enjoyment out of it, you know. It was must have been difficult finding time to sketch when you were uh, going around uh, in Europe babysitting Bruno. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, we, we, you know, out a lot of times in the van, but then, then we would get to the club kind of early sometimes or, or uh, you know, uh, you know, I might get, a, get up a little earlier than, than some folks and then I would be up in there doing my my drawings and you know but but we actually had a nice nice amount of time where it was balanced and you know we both were able to, to do some writing you know do some songs and stuff and you know he'd borrow my guitar or something go out back and play or whatever you know so sure that was kind of actually cool because we weren't 
we weren't driving, you know, everywhere. We, we luckily had somebody, uh, our, our road manager, Kurt Devont, uh, took us around. And, um, so that, that took a lot of the pressures off that you normally would have here when you're, you know, trying to get from one place to the other in 10 hours and make it for sound check, but then you find out that the gig's canceled and whatever, you know, <laughs> kind of stuff goes on. <laughs> yeah. Bruno's a great guy. We've known him for a long time and, and, Oh, yeah. What what's um what do you see? And I ask this question a lot for artists to go over to Europe and play. For you, what are the differences in the in the crowds from uh, over there and over here? I would say um, for the style of music that I play, which is you know, I mean, I, I've been seeing American roots music for a long time, and, and essentially that's 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 it. But um, they they hear specifically my influences in the music, you know, and, and the kind of wonderful thing is, is there's, there's a certain level of, you know, obvious authenticity that goes along with an American coming over to Europe and playing American roots music, you know? So, so then there's, there's a believability there that, uh, I think folks here just overlook because, you know, it's just all around us. Sure. It's like those arms that I like to draw that are falling down that most people see every day, but never think about them. Right. You know? Right. And, and, uh, so they, they really dig that kind of thing, you know, rockabilly and blues and any kind of, you know, American music. They're, they're uh, generally very much inter- interested in, and that kind of purity of it moves them, you know, sure. um, which is really fun to see that. And, and it, it just, you know, doing it here, sometimes, you, you know, it's maybe people appreciate it, maybe they don't. But, but over there, you're always going to get somebody, it seems, anyway, that, that comes up and just, you know, is just moved by by what you did, you know, and that makes it worth it, you know. Sure, and, and being over there, yeah. In a way, I guess we, we we would you would kind of put that together as we might be even spoiled here, you know, because we can go see live bands and we see them often, whereas there, uh, our type of bands that we listen to and our, the roots music isn't isn't readily available live ever, anywhere, you know, in around. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and, and that was that's like my favorite thing. I got to tell you, uh, just even just for this year, like you know, Carrie Nation and Hoot and Hollers, it was their first time over, and and it was so awesome watching the Europeans' faces melt off <laughs> when they're on stage. Just, just they just they just could not take it. You know, they were going crazy. Uh, they, you know, it moved them so much. You know, and, and obviously Gallows were there for the, their first tour, and, and so there was a lot of cool kind of first-time exposure for some of these um, fans that probably bought their stuff or, you know, got it online or whatever and were familiar but never had the opportunity to have live interaction. Sure. Um, and they were just eating it alive, you know. Yeah, and those and those, <laughs> ba- those bands specifically, you can listen to them on a CD, but when you, when you experience them live, it's completely, you know, different. Oh, so yeah. I can definitely see that. Well, uh, in December last year, you put out uh, American Relic, which is uh, your your uh, latest CD that you have out. And the song that we wanted to talk yeah. about, um, there, it was very difficult to choose. It was it was very difficult to choose a specific song. But um, the last song on the on the album is called Grateful, and um, mm. I just thought that it it would it was an interesting uh, way to end uh, the CD. I don't know if it was intended, but uh, you know you all the songs you talk about different things and the traveling and things you see and just life in general. And at the end, you know, here's this song that's like, you know, I'm grateful for every living day. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, yeah. Long, how long ago was it that you wrote that song? 
Um, there's probably <clears throat> over a few years, probably at least three years, that it maybe longer that uh, it kind of started. You know, a lot of my songs kind of start, and I think they're done, obviously, and then they grow as I grow. And um, and I, I think the, the, something I've been really trying to understand and, and really know <clears throat> without just saying it is, is that, that, that line, you know? Sure. Because, um, you know, as, as a younger person, you, you take a lot of things for granted, your health and, you know, your youth, obviously, and, and whatever other things. That, you know, we get kind of reckless and do a lot of wild stuff. And, and then when you get a little older, you start to look back and go, holy cow, how did I not die? You know? <laughs> right. And, uh, all these things, you know, and, 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 and some people just keep living that way. Other people maybe start thinking, well, maybe I'll try to eat healthier. I'll start, you know, maybe walking more or something, you know what I mean? Sure. To try to prevent uh, an early death or whatever, but you can't really do that. And, and not, not, not one single day is, is guaranteed, you know? And so, um, it's, it's a wild thing that a lot of people, you know, turn to religion to understand or, or other things to try to cope with those, those life experiences that come up that might be good and bad. But, but um, you know, I came across this kind of saying, uh, living with the expectancy of one day's grace or another day's grace. And it's, it's just a, a interesting line that, that was that kind of helped me think about that song. And, and I wrote that song even before, you know, I saw that little piece of poetry or whatever. And, uh, and it really kind of struck me and, and, and so I just kind of try to go through that, and, and no matter how good things are or how bad things are, it's, it's another day. And, and thank goodness, whatever you know, you want, whoever you want to thank for that, you know. Sure. And uh, I'm just kind of really happy to be breathing still and, and doing what I love to do, which is all this music and art and um, traveling stuff. And um, you know, I used to sit around and, and wish that I could do stuff. Right. But if you wish, you know, it's not going to happen. You have to go out and do it. And, right. and, and that was, you know, getting the courage up took years and years and years. And, and now I'm very thankful that I actually got off my butt. <laughs> <laughs> so um, an, another question I had was, um, in your song writing, I mean, every every songwriter I ask has a, has a different kind of how they go about things. Some people, you know, have a notebook and just write stuff down. Some people actually, you know, sit down and they, they have the intent of writing a song. For you, um, beings that the, the music part of it is, is so important as well um, with the blues, I, I think that it, it, it's, it's, it's very prevalent as well. Do you start with um, lyrics or do you normally start with melodies and, 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 and arrangements on the guitar? A lot of it, um, I think, will start in other places, you know, um, like in terms of lyrics or content, uh, things like that. That's that's usually stuff that I'm learning about or currently interested in or something that I might be going through or hearing about, you know, in terms of content. Um, the way the songs definitely start is, is with the guitar. Um, that's my main instrument, you know. But sometimes I'll write stuff with harmonica or just even with a rhythm of some kind. And a lot of it, uh, it's, it's kind of organic, you know. I mean, I am playing, you know, or drawing from many styles, you know, and sure. the larger, you know, thing you might call is blues, right? But some people will disagree. But, you know, for, for lack of a better word, is, is something of that, you know. And uh, But a lot of it, I think, sometimes is environmental and it comes out of the air, it comes out of, you know, the trucks driving down the road or the... the uh, the birds and the, the wind and, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff. But 
somehow all that kind of environmental stuff affects me in some kind of way. And, and I don't try to write a song. It just, it just oftentimes just happens. Like sure. I'll suddenly just have this riff. I'll make an accident. I'll, I'll do one little note and suddenly I know what it is and it, it just comes right out. Like it's pulling out of the air somehow, you know? Um, sometimes I will mess around with chord progressions and I'm like, Oh, I love this Charlie Patton chord progression. I think I'm going to play with that and mess with it, you know, or, or some kind of technical thing, you know, and learn from that <clears throat> or, or draw some kind of great influence from, from something that, uh, that I love very much, you know, um, but, but it usually is, is with guitar most of the time. And it, and it just kind of, it just totally happens. It's, you know, blues is very formulaic, you know, in a lot of ways for, for what people stereotype it as being that 12 bar standard thing. But I try so hard not to ever use that. <laughs> I try so hard to mess with it and turn it around and flip it and cut it in half and split it and do so many things to try to stay away from like a standard, what people would say, shuffle, 12 bar shuffle, right. because it, it, it's just played so to death, you know, and, and that's a, a big thing that, that, with that genre today, you know, a lot of people just feel that it's a, a big tank of impurity, you know, now and, and people just make money off of it. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of folks that, that will create huge heated discussions about who should be playing and who shouldn't. And, you know, um, but I'll tell you, when, when Bruno and I went, went over to Europe this year and we played a quote unquote blues festival, it was, there's over a thousand people there. And there were a lot of bands that were playing formulaic blues and it sounded really, really good, you know, in terms of their, their ability to play and, and all that kind of thing. And uh, Bruno and I played in the beer tent, you know, and our challenge was try to get as many people to come over and watch us, you know, between these bands. Right. And uh, they came in and these people were like in tears. <laughs> it was crazy, like for the both of our sets, you know. That's they, awesome. They, they were like, this is what we came for, not that stuff. Right. Why aren't you guys, you know, why are you guys playing over here, you know. And so that, that was a huge compliment, you know. And, Definitely. And for both of us because we, we have these uh, – we have these conversations all the time about trying to really play with your heart and your feelings and your experiences, your emotion, and, and just put all that other stuff away, you know, and, and uh, that's what it's a lot about. It's just that raw kind of uh, emotion that you, you express sure. and share, you know. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, as, as a person who is not a musician, I, I never claim to be, I, I pick up a guitar and make three, you know, three different sounds I can make, <laughs> but... Now, when you look at someone like yourself or even like Bruno, the I don't I don't want to say one man band, but in in, in essence, you're you're doing a lot of different things at one time. Um, yeah, is that is that take um, a lot of getting used to? I mean, are you, are you training your brain to you know each part of it to to concentrate on you know. You're 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 doing the kick, or you're you know hitting the your your skateboard symbol, or you're playing the harmonica, and the whole time you're you know, the whole time you're playing the guitar. It, for, for for a non-musician, it looks like you have so much stuff going on. But, I mean, is it one of those things where you you it's a lot of, um, you, you it's, it's training your brain to, to separate all those and but still process them at the same time? Yeah, you know, I, it's, it's something also with that. Um, for me, it, it's just, it just all comes out, you know, um, for somebody that might say that they're one man band, I feel like a lot of times they are playing, they're playing proper drums. They're playing, you know, proper guitar, proper rhythms. And for me, I'm all crazy with my rhythms and my timing. And, and through, through doing this, um, just, just kind of expressing what I'm feeling with 
you know, all my appendages, I guess you'd say. Sure. <laughs> um, I, I kind of developed this strange style of playing, you know, and, and this this music that it is is not not necessarily, you know, this or that, and and um, so. Uh, when I first started, I was just trying to do everything at once, and it would be sometimes working and sometimes just a mess, you know. Right. And over the years, I've been trying really hard to hone some of that in, and um, I still don't really count. I still don't sit there and you know do the mathematical music stuff, you know, um, when I'm playing. But but I have been trying to to hone and bring that stuff in a little bit to make some of it as musical as possible, you know, and. Uh, I'm becoming more and more aware of all those things that I'm doing when I'm playing. But if I listen to it, then I mess it all up. You right, know? Right, right. <laughs> so a lot of times it just has to be all going at once, you know, and, and, and I shut down inside and just let it all kind of uh, happen somehow. Sure. That, um, that's truly amazing. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it, gets to be, it gets to be a little crazy. So, like, lately I've been trying to, to lessen some things, you know, quite a bit and, and Keep keep the purity of the music rather than gimmick, you know, and and, and that's why I I try to stray away from saying one man band, you know, sure. even though obviously I'm up there solo playing, there's multiple things going on, but uh, you know I don't play a kick drum because of that, um, and you know I'm always trying to to change up the sound, and, and uh, right now I'm actually going through a whole overhaul again to uh, to keep things a little more simple and and uh, pure and and you know try to ultimately have a nice nice uh, presentation of sound coming out. <laughs> Definitely. Um, well, you know, and, and I've noticed that you have a number of guitars, and I, I, I've seen just recently in the last couple of days uh, a new one being being born, yeah. I guess you would say. Now, are, are, yeah. you, are you involved with making, because I know you do, a lot, you do a lot with woodwork and stuff, but, I mean, are you helping make these as well? Yeah, the guitars are, are all built by my buddy, Mike Callahan. Um, I would say I, I kind of art direct them. You know, <laughs> I you come go. up with these crazy ideas, and and I'm like, let's try this and this and that. And then he says, you know, you can't do that, but why don't we try this? And then we we come up with these ideas and, and build them up together. And he's he's, he's uh, you know uh, trying to become a new theory. He really wants to uh, to do this, uh, and and he's a good friend of mine. And I I try to support him and you know order guitars from ultimately and. and help them buy tools and keep going with that stuff. And, um, but, uh, I, I make all my other stuff, all the cases and all the, you know, uh, weird stomping instruments and this and that. Um, but, uh, so yeah, you know, I don't really want to be a luthier. I want to be a musician, you know? And so my friend, he, he's really into doing that. And, and, uh, so I, I get these, you know, goofed up ideas or sometimes needs, you know, and, and, uh, he's always been there to help me out and, you know, make these things happen. And, you know, as I keep learning new things with music and hopefully getting better, he's also, you know, doing the same. And, you know, he started out just making a, a crazy cigar box guitar for me years ago. And, and uh, you know, at that time, there was like no hope of getting an actual wood body guitar, you know. But uh, right. uh, last year, he had finished the first real six string, which is a single cone, uh, single spider cone um, resonator guitar, you know, which a lot of people see even playing that with the little skulls on yeah. either side of it. And, and he just finished the one, uh, just like yesterday, which is, uh, it's, it's a tricone. So it's, it's three cones inside, which are like little metal speakers that the national guitar of Dobro made very famous in the 1930s. And, um, I love those instruments. Um, 
and I love the repros and all the stuff coming out, but it's like everybody has one of those. Right. And so, you know, I want something that's going to sound a little different and look different. And, um, cause the problem is when you go to one of these little cheap joint fests or whatever, everybody's got that same guitar right. and everybody has that same sound and they're all playing the same five cover songs, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> and it just gets to be a monotonous mess. And so, I try to do everything I can to, you know, make it a little different somehow and put a spin on it. Awesome. So I'm really excited about this thing. Definitely. Uh, awesome. Uh, I know that, that you, we talked the other day, and you said that you have a new release that's coming out just on vinyl. Uh, do you want to tell folks about that real quick? Sure, yeah. This is a vinyl-only release, at least right now, and it's called Deep River. Uh, there's 10 songs, all brand new on it. Um, and... Uh, I just got it also in, and, and I'll have it in my merch box. Um, eventually, I'll have them online, too. Um, and I'm pretty excited about that thing, too. It, it was a long project, and I'm glad that that's done. <laughs> and sitting in my merch box. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, you know, I, I can imagine that you know, even though you love these songs that you create, um, the whole process of putting them together and you know, putting an album together it's, it's kind of like a podcaster, like I do it and then I edit it. And then by the time it comes out, I kind of like, Oh, you know, it's just like just a, a relief just to be done with it finally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's hard to listen, you know, to still cause you know, you hear all these things and I did, I do all my stuff live. This was done in a studio, but it, but I do it all one take live all at once. There's no overdubs or any of that stuff. Wow. And, and so it, it's, it's hard to get it right anyway, you know, so sure. I got to have songs that I know that I'm going to do that I can do, you know, right. and play. Um, but then, you know, it, 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 like for any, any artist that listens to their work, work all naked like that, it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, right. I can't hear it. <laughs> you can, you can find a hundred, you can find a hundred little things that nobody else would notice, but you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately it's, it's, you know, it's a great record. It's, it's done. It's where I was at when I recorded it. And, and it's very honest, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, that it, that it became, this thing now because uh, that was what I was hoping for, you know. Awesome. Well, where do folks go to a see where you're playing on tour, and also to you know get the CD and uh, get the album out once it uh, it's available online. Sure, you can you can order everything direct from my website, LouShieldsMusic.com. You can also order uh, American Relic and uh, Cold Water Collection from iTunes or Amazon or any of those uh, sources online. You can listen to them on that evil Spotify thing too. Oh wow! Uh, but Deep River is not is not online, and I don't want to put it online because, uh, you know, it was the other two were already immediately ripped all over the world as soon as I put them up somehow. <laughs> so this one is just going to be vinyl only, you know. Awesome. Um, and there will be digital downloads with the record when you get it too, as well. So you can put it on your little player, whatever it might be. <laughs> awesome. Well, Lou, it was a pleasure to finally have you on the on the show and and, and being part of the the new podcast. And I really appreciate it. And uh, if if you've never listened to Lou Shields, definitely need to check him out. Um, even if you're not really a blues fan, uh, about two songs into it, you'll find yourself tapping your foot and and just really getting into it. And and that's what I like most about the album is because I, I I wouldn't say that I'm a huge blues fan, but. Uh, uh, once you're once you get into a couple songs and you just all of a sudden it, you're it kind of engulfed by it and uh, and I I think it's a totally awesome album and uh, definitely worth checking you out live. Oh, thanks so much. It was my pleasure being here. All righty, well, folks, that is the song Inside and Out. That was our uh, good friend Lou Shields, and we're gonna play the song that we talked about earlier from American Relic. Here is Grateful. Mm-hmm. 
Are you a blogger or a podcaster or you're just not happy with your web hosts? You need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click script installs with a free site builder and the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try a free demo to see how easy it is. And if you use a special coupon code, section 8686, you'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. What do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite of your web hosting costs.